The Laws of Divorce, Chapter 11. The first several halachas of this chapter discuss the legal consequences of consecrating or marrying a woman who is under age, who is not legally able to enter into a contract. Obviously, since marriage is a contract, this has certain ramifications. The first halacha states that one really should not marry a girl who is below the age of majority, but if someone does marry, for example, an orphan who is below the age of majority, and she decides she does not want to remain married to the person, she does not need a get, for she is not properly married to begin with. The process of annulling the marriage is called miyun, second halacha. A deaf mute is similar to a minor in that she's not able to contract, and therefore, if she gets married to a person, the marriage is only derabanan, but she's not able to annul through miyun because the chachamim did not want men to shy away from marrying a deaf mute, out of fear that she would simply annul. Third halacha. A minor can annul the marriage whether she is consecrated or actually married. Similarly, she can annul the relationship to a yavam. This right extends as long as she is a minor. Fourth halacha. Once she becomes a nara, or once it is clear that she is an islandess, she is no longer able to annul. A nara is 12 years old and one day, and also possesses physical signs of maturity. An islandess is a person up to age 20 who does not show secondary sex characteristics. Once a girl has become 12 years and one day, if she does have relations with a man, she can no longer annul. Fifth halacha. As we said, once she is 12 years and a day, if she has relations with her husband, she is not able to annul. If she does annul and gets remarried on that basis, she must divorce her second husband with a get. Six halacha. Once the wife is an adult, she is no longer able to annul, and she would therefore need a get in order to divorce. And this is true regardless of whether the couple has had relations. However, if she did not have relations, the requirement that she have a get is durabanan. Seventh halacha. If she is under 10 years old and does not understand the nature of the kiddushin, that is, her ownership interest in the potential money, she does not need to annul her marriage. She can simply return to her mother's home. Eighth halacha. This halacha goes into the text of the annulment, but the basic idea is that she must, before witnesses, state that she no longer wishes to be consecrated to her husband. Ninth halacha. The witnesses to the miyun, to the annulment, should write a document attesting to the fact of the annulment and give it to her. The requirements of the get do not exist with this document. It functions more like a receipt to demonstrate that she has annulled. Tenth halacha. The two witnesses do, however, have to know the identity of the girl and her husband. Eleventh halacha. This halacha is the text of the miyun document. The important part is that it states the day in which the annulment happened. It identifies the people who are parties to the annulment. It attests to the fact that the girl who annulled is still a minor, and that this has been verified through an examination, and it should be signed by the witnesses. Twelfth halacha. If she annulled from her first husband and marries a second husband, she is now forbidden to the first husband, regardless of whether she has had relations. Thirteenth halacha. By contrast, if she simply had promiscuous relations with another person but did not marry him, she may return to her first husband. Fourteenth halacha. The act of adultery does cause a person to be forbidden to their husband, and if she remarries after divorcing her husband due to adultery, she must divorce him. Fifteenth halacha. On one hand, a deaf mute may divorce his wife using signals, as we already explained. If she remarries, she is forever forbidden to her first husband, as long as the second husband was mentally competent. But if she was married to someone who is mentally competent, gets divorced, and then marries a deaf mute, and then divorces, she is permitted to remarry her first husband because the second marriage is not binding according to the Torah, only by the Rabbanon. Sixteenth halacha. An annulment is not the same thing as a divorce, and that means that both parties do not become forbidden to the other's relatives, nor does the annulment forbid the woman to a kayan to a priest. 17th halacha. All of that said, someone who annuls her connection to a yavam would be prohibited to the yavam's father, but she would still be permitted to other relatives. 18th halacha. A woman who is either divorced or the husband dies should not become remarried for at least 90 days. This is so that if she is pregnant, we will know if the child is from the first or second husband. 19th halacha. In the case of a conditional get, we count the 90 days starting from when the get is written, because from that point onward, the husband is no longer allowed to be in seclusion with the wife. 20th halacha. The rabbis decreed this even in the case of a woman who is not able to get pregnant, or even in the case that someone was consecrated but did not get married. 21st halacha. A freed servant 
or a non-Jewish woman who converts to Judaism must also wait 90 days for the same reason. And this is true even if she is married to her husband who is also a Gentile and they both convert together. 22nd Halacha. Someone who annuls does not have to wait 90 days. And the same is true for someone who had promiscuous relations before getting married or a woman who was raped. They would not have to wait 90 days before marrying. 23rd halacha. The same rule applies if a minor was forced to divorce by the court because it turns out she was not permitted to be married to the man to begin with. She does not need to wait 90 days. 24th halacha. If a man consecrates a woman within the 90 days, we place a ban of excommunication on him. If they get married within 90 days, they must separate for 90 days and then can continue to live together. 25th halacha. A man should not get married to a woman who is pregnant with someone else's child or someone who is nursing someone else's child. This is a rabbinic decree out of concern for the children. 26th halacha. A woman is considered to be nursing for 24 months after the child is born. 27th halacha, a man should also not consecrate a woman within this period. However, if the child dies, then he is permitted to consecrate and marry her. If a man transgresses and marries her within the 24 months, he should divorce her, and then he can get remarried to her after the fact. If he is a kain, he should still divorce her, even though he will not be permitted to remarry her. If, however, he flees and remains married to her, we do not force him to divorce. And we do not force anyone to divorce a woman who is merely consecrated during that period of time but not married. Obviously, most of these halachas really don't have any practical application in the modern day, but some of them do. And so therefore, out of an abundance of caution, I repeat my reminder that for practical questions, please consult your favorite local Orthodox rabbi.